From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. And Joey, we should warn our listeners. It's going to get spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing spooky about this, but we should tell you that this is a Residual Culture deep dive special into the movie Annihilation. Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman and Oscar Isaac and... uh, Yes. So, dear listener, if you have not seen this movie, uh, we suggest that you stop the podcast, go watch the movie, then come back and join the conversation. Yeah, it's going to be very spoiler heavy. We're going to talk about the movie in depth. Um, And I would say especially for this one, because if you haven't stopped it already, uh, this movie very much has... It's not quite twist or anything at the end, but it, there's there's like big reveal. Sure. And uh, I guess I will also say before you like leave, but um, um, I, like off the bat, I did not actually like this movie, but I still think it's worth seeing. Okay. I did not like it at first, but I came around to really liking it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right. So at that, leave. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Go, go watch the movie and then come back to right. this one. All right. Now that you're back. And now you're back, Welcome dear back. listener. <laughs> the magic of podcasting. I know, right? It's actually all on you because you're going to have to fast forward through the first like minute and 30 seconds. Okay. But uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's let's just get a let's do a little bit of background. Uh you had been telling me for probably like a, a month. Few, like yeah, a few, a few weeks. I, a few months probably. Yeah, probably about 2 months. Just to say like, "Oh, I really want you to see Annihilation so that we can talk about it." I think it's a good movie to do like a like there are like th- I thought a good episode we did was the one we did on um uh uh what's that movie called Network Network that's right yeah I wanted to call it I wanted to call network. it business <laughs> yeah basically uh, Network um which I think was like really interesting because we did a deep dive on Network and like what it means uh like as a whole and for society and stuff so we're kind of doing that again with Annihilation yeah and uh, so Annihilation is a sci-fi would you say it's a thriller, thriller. did you say it's a thriller yeah, yeah almost horror. Uh, yeah. There are some very mm, scary parts in this movie. Well, the bear, the, the screaming bear is the terrifying. Ba- the bear is awesome. It's the bear so, is awesome. It, yeah, it's terrifying. All right, so hold on before we get into that. So it's a sci-fi thriller, and it basically follows um, Natalie Portman's character. Uh, she is a biologist, a evolutionary biologist. Like the top of her field. Yes, that's right. And uh, her husband is in the military. She mm-hmm. also is military. Her husband's in mil- military. I think she might have former military. Former military. Yeah, yes, yeah. sorry. She's former military. And her husband goes on this mission and he's gone for like, it's like six months. Or he's got, like, she basically thinks he's been killed. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, because apparently he has, and you learn later that he has gone on some other kind of secretive missions and all mm-hmm. that, but he's gone. He hasn't been home for at least six months. She's assumed that he's dead. And then um, he just shows up one day. Yeah, and he's acting real weird. Real weird. He's and he she's asking him about like where have you been? What have you been doing? And he's like, I I don't know. Yeah, he's, I haven't. He's and then he's I think he's like bleeding out of his. He well, like but a- then yeah, then then they're like at then they sit down at the kitchen table and then like he starts to he takes a drink of of water and, and there's like, like some blood, blood that it. comes out and she's like, well, what the heck? Exactly. What so the, hey, who's so they they take him in, they quarantine him. And they quarantine her, and all of a sudden there's like these really top secret of government people who are like, "When did he come back? What do you know? What did he tell you? Blah blah blah." So that reveals that there's this re- something real secretive going on, and he was part of it. And so the the whole movie is basically her then uh, going to this, um, basically trying to uncover what had happened to her husband. Yeah, and he had come back from this. 
place. <laughs> so, so the place is called The Shimmer. So yeah, the whole right. the whole thing is that uh, the beginning of the movie you see like this kind of meteor or whatever hit hit this lighthouse. Um, in like Florida, uh, I like I think it's like the Panhandle, of Florida. Yeah, I don't know if it specified. Maybe, maybe it did. Uh, but anyways, so uh, where do I want to go? So basically, <laughs> yeah, we the we, movie goes a lot of places. We learned that there that there is this ecosystem that's been growing starting at the lighthouse and it's it's expanding yeah and this thing is called the shimmer because there's kind of this gelatinous almost looking shimmer Mm -hmm. right uh a sphere or whatever that that coats this thing and it's expanding and so the government is sending people in but they they keep disappearing like they also lose radio contact with them as soon as yeah everything there's no yeah no communication inside of here um with the outside world Nobody returns. Like they don't really know what happens to these people. Mm. They just disappear. But then, like, if someone comes back out, like her husband, he has no recollection of time, space, of of what went on in there. Well, and early on in the movie, she goes in, and like they're walking through the forest, and all of a sudden it cuts to them setting up camp, and then they're like, "Well, we're out of food." And she's like, "What do you mean we're out of food? Like we just got in here." And they're like, "We've been here for two weeks." Yeah, she's, and like, she's like, "What?" Like judging on the the rations or whatever, we've been in here for at least five or six days. And she's like, "I, I, I don't remember anything. I remember walking in, and then like, yeah, and then just now. Now we're out of food." Um, and so, yeah, what what else? I mean, so that, that's the synopsis. I mean, you watch the movie at this point, right? So that's 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 like what the movie is. But I, I want to talk about what the movie. Why it works and why it doesn't, and why I think that I didn't like it in the end. Um, and first, I, right. I think it wanted to be scarier than it was. I think it genuinely why, wanted to why, be. Okay, all right, let's 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 do it. I like what you've done here. Let's just jump right in. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think that it? Why do you think? So what did you you just said you you think that it's trying to be scary? Yeah, I think that they were genuinely trying to be like a like a slight like I don't think they wanted to be a horror movie, but I think that they wanted to be a scary movie. I didn't get that. Yeah, no, I totally did because like. The entire time, there's all this suspense growing about, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And then, like, I mean, what's her face? Okay. Like, you see this dude, like, getting, like, assimilated into this swimming pool as, like, a plant man. That's, like, it's grotesque. It's beautiful, but it's grotesque, and it's really, you're like, what's killing these people? What's driving them insane? This is building tension. When you're building tension in a movie and and people are dying, that's scary. (sighs) All right. Right? Is that not scary? So good. Were you okay. not scared? There, there's a horrific scene that you're talking about. The scene where they open up the guy, they find the footage, and they. Well, they I was talking up. about the scene where they like find the guy in the pool, and he's like become like a mushroom, but like he's like all like there's like ten like tendrils like sticking out of him. But he's, that's like, what I mean. So the, dead. And but that 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 is preluded by uh, like, like the scene of them the like video, cutting the guy open, which you see, which he has these like uh, kind of uh, worm like tendrils like sure, on his inside. Of him. It's disgusting. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Very okay. One like horrifying scene, right? Like, yes. You found footage is like lends itself to horror very well usually. Yeah. And like they're watching this found footage and they're like, "This is crazy." Then there's like the scene where they're at night and like that thing is like coming at them and all of a sudden like someone just dies and they're gone and you're like, "Oh crap, they're that, gone." Yeah, the bear. Yeah, the, that was the, the bear. bear. And so like that's that's a scene. There's also like yeah. what about like the crocodile? Like she's standing outside of the thing and like he, and all of a sudden like all of a sudden she just gets like yanked into this building. These are scary scenes. I'm not trying to say that it's a horror movie, but it is definitely trying to scare people. It's trying yeah. to startle you. So uh, I'm glad you brought up the crocodile because the crocodile is actually um, that was the most glaring. I didn't like the movie at this point. Sure. Because that is the most glaring um, thing where you know like in Hollywood they say you know you got to hit your beats. Right, mm-hmm. because it's kind of a slow, drawn out 
beginning, doing the character it's development. It's a slow movie. A, it's a slow movie. And it's like, I I could have done without that crocodile scene or, or at least have him pull it in and then not reveal the crocodile. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, we need to reveal something about this place to give the audience, to keep them interested. And I'm yeah. like, don't, you don't have to do that for me. Throw you some notes. Right? Keep it more mysterious. Maybe you're just like, more advanced. Then maybe I think it's just this one thing that's in the world that's like yanking people and killing them. But, you know, uh, no, I didn't need the crocodile. Um, I kind of see what you're saying. It kind of has the... Um... Uh, what is that? What is that television show? Stranger Things. It has a Stranger Things effect where like you're mm-hmm. interested in what this mm-hmm. scary thing is, and at that point you're like, oh yeah, this is creepy and scary. But then the second you see the monster, you're like, okay, <laughs> now I see it. Now I'm not. So, now I'm not afraid of it anymore. Actually, I would say that's why. I mean, we don't we don't have to litigate this here, but I think that that's why the first season of Stranger Things is be- is better. It's the only season I watched because at the end of the first season, I was because... uninterested because I was not afraid of the monster anymore. I was well, like, look at the spooky man. Right, because. And and that's what I think that this movie, Annihilation, does well, is that it keeps you uh, afraid of the unknown, right? I mean, the fear comes from the unknown and not being able to understand their experiences, not being able to understand the shimmer, not being able to understand what's at the heart of the shimmer and, and why it's there. What is it doing? Because actually, we should say that the environment within the shimmer is not decaying it's just the opposite it's like rapidly evolving like things so that's just, what they say in the movie exactly yeah. it's it's everything's lush and green and um you know it's just like accelerated uh, evolution. evolution like extremely accelerated and everything is becoming one organism basically exactly and like the, the shimmer is an ecosystem it's a system right it's like systems uh, well i'll get into my intellectual description of this later but it is a self-contained system within which um, it play, it has its own rules. It operates according to its own logic, right? And there's this clash of two systems when you have our understanding, that is we human beings, our understandings of physics, of biology, because there's a team of girls that go in, right? Mm-hmm. They're all uh, physicists. There's a physicist, there's a biologist, there's- um, A doctor? Uh, yeah, medical doctor. There's the military. I forget like what girl. she is. She was like the yeah. She's like the explosives Psych- technician or whatever. Yeah, that's a Jen- is it Jennifer Lee? Jason Lee? No, it's Gina Rodriguez and then Tessa Thompson and oh Jennifer Lee- Jason Lee is the doctor. Exactly, Jennifer Jason Lee is uh, doctor. So, anyways, you she's get- a very interesting character too. Uh, let's do that. Let's take this quick time out. <laughs> let's do that because. Here's another interesting thing, and actually, our friend Paul Marshall, who's been on the show before, he He's said in the Oscars he, episode. Yeah, he he said this, and he he brought this up, and I was like, you know, I I, I kind of thought about that because all of the protagonists are are women. Yes, it's all female cast. Like the the male characters are all background, but what he said he he said that what's interesting about Annihilation is that it doesn't feel like it's you know, like it's done for sort of a token thing. Like sure. if you think about like, oh, like- Ocean's the, 8. Right, like a redoing- example. Yeah, doing, doing Ocean's 8 or Ghostbusters. Uh, Ghostbusters with an all-female cast. Like in that, like some of the novelty is to sh- show but, like, yes, we could still make this movie and it's just going to be all women. Both uh, of those movies, Ocean 8 and um, um, Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters, yeah. there is a line in both of those movies that is, come on, girls. Oh, yeah, That, yeah, yeah. that line yeah. is not in this movie. Because it's never addressed because it doesn't matter. Because the characters are characters. Yeah, they're not I mean, like, hey, I, let's go, ladies. Right, but they're they're also 
you know, because they're the most qualified for exactly what they need, right? You've got this uh, world class uh, evolutionary biologist at Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins or something, yeah. and then you've got um, who, you know, who had doctor. history in the military, so exactly. she could like fend for herself. And all of them had all, yeah, really, like all. all of them, of, I don't um, think the doctor did. Yeah, that's right. Maybe she didn't, but she was working for the government, anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's um. Anyway, so that that part of it also is really, um, it, I think it's that, really effective. I done. think that that is an important thing that I want to bring up in this movie is how important that is for Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and I, I want to actually go back to Ocean's Eight for just a second. I know where this episode's not about Ocean's right. Eight, but um, Ocean's Eight, what is what are they stealing? Do you do you remember? I didn't see it. No, I don't know. They're after a necklace and they're gonna steal it from a fashion show. If Ocean's Eleven was about the guys after a necklace, no one would care the crap. I okay, think because it sure. so it's not saying, like this priceless necklace. Sure. It's, it's it's like it's I don't know. Like it bothers me that like that, like oh we're gonna make this movie about women and like how powerful and like you know we're gonna bring them up. But then chasing after jewels. Yeah, chasing after like a <laughs> necklace. Are you kidding me? Like that's it. Just feels like so like men. Like I know what a woman's gonna want in a movie. <laughs> I got it. I know what she's gonna like. Sure. I'm gonna make this movie about women for women, but it's from my perspective as a man. It's just dumb to me. And like also coming from the perspective of a guy, that's very like, you know, everything things are <laughs> a little bit skewed here. But I it is a problem that I had that with that movie. It is not a problem I had with Annihilation. And I think it's makes Annihilation better for it. So back to <laughs> Annihilation. Yes. Sorry. Uh, my little diatribe is over. No, I'm, that's, off my, that's... I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the point is about the characters that are very good. Yes. Uh, there is this. So I think to your point, the suspense comes from the unknown. Mm-hmm. And the only part when the movie lost me is when they had these kind of obvious beats. And the beats were the crocodile scene. Like she gets sucked into the water by the crocodile. Mm-hmm. But then... The next beats are the bear at night when sure. they're just out like trying and to it eats what's her name guard the perimeter exactly. Pretty awesome scene by the way. Oof. The bear is awesome. The bear is awesome. God, isn't he like rip her tongue out through her throat? Well, that's later. That's they when they're in. The, that's when the, that's no. That's well. That's when that's the big uh, climactic kind of bear scene when they're they're all trapped. You know, there's some chaos between the group. Yeah. And the one girl's got them all uh, tied up, and then the bear comes in. Which is pretty awesome, oh, uh, but anyways, there's the bear at the night where he just like eats somebody, grabs her, and then runs off. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing about the bear is that the bear can mimic it, like, the well, voices if it eats you of of those that it's killed Oof. of its prey. So it's also like not it's like kind of a bear, but not really. I mean, it's mostly, right. mostly it, a bear. It looks more like um It's got like a skull face. It's yeah, it's like, like an a, exoskeleton kind of bear. This body's, I guess, like a bear. Ugh. The ba- the body's like a bear, but then the, the head is like- I um, hate thinking about it. It actually is so gross. It's, it's pretty so, awesome. It was, yeah, it was. It's it was pretty cool. good. It's pretty good. Uh, All right. <laughs> the bear. The next beat, I think, they also like always try and show like different animals in the place or like different flora and fauna, right? There are these like really beautiful parts where they're just kind of yeah enjoying like, it like yeah, seeing. It's, it reminds me of like what Avatar I think wanted to evoke, but like this is just doing it better. And it was more um, uh, terrestrial, I guess, than, I mean, yeah, than extraterrestrial. It is. It is you know I mean? extraterrestrial slightly, but it still feels. It's like something you're familiar with, but not quite. It's, yeah. So, which is a very uncomfortable feeling, and that is something that this movie creates throughout throughout it. Is you almost feel familiar with these things, but not quite, and it just it, it gives you this 
the entire movie you feel like something's gonna touch the back of your neck, right? That's like right. you're very uncomfortable. You're kind of everything's tight. You're squeezing your chair the whole time. It definitely evokes this feeling of just not being in a safe place. So one Even of the other it's beautiful. One of the other characters, this reminds me, is um like a botanist, I think. Mm-hmm. And she says, so they see like um there's this moment where uh, these these plants are growing into the form of a human. Yes. Right? Yeah. Tessa, Just like a human this is Tessa, shape. Tessa Thompson's character. Yeah. And she's basically saying like that's impossible, but it's like consciously doing it, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the ecosystem is conscious, like that plant is consciously growing into this silhouette of a human. And this is, this. The, the, I, we should say this is when they find them in like a town. So there is like a town that has been affected by the shimmer and some people didn't make it out. And like this right. is kind of, it's not like it's killed the people, but it's like their spirits or their memory or some sort of part about them is being recreated in this uh, All right. In this continuous ecosystem that's one being. Now we're going to get into So this man, I don't even I don't know if I want to go there yet or if I want to go to the con, like the, the, the finale Let's talk about the conclusion because this is where the, the finale, movie kind of lost me. Yeah, and then we'll talk about the interpretation of or my interpretation of annihilation. I'm taking my glasses off. This Uh-oh. is getting serious. I'll take mine off. All right. So everything is leading to <laughs> the lighthouse. The lighthouse. She gets. A, first of all, we should say that the doctor, who is like probably the second lead in this movie, um, who is like who brought Natalie Portman there and brought her into the, the shimmer with her and everything, she kind of leaves the group. Part we, way, part we, way through. Yeah, we've skipped over a bunch of like sure, we'll come back internal tension and other relationships between characters, but. It's all part of that journey, and presumably, like we told you, you've seen the movie. You're you're still you're with not, us, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That ending. So everything's leading to the lighthouse. It's like a let, let, okay. It's like a ballet. Okay, let's talk about let's, the goo ball. Well, that's let's turning inside out. No, no, no. I just want to set the stage first of the interior of the lighthouse because the lighthouse is just like all white, right? Yeah. But it has this kind of like growth of. Um, you know, uh, roots or something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, inside, but everything's white, and then there's just this one black hole, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, spooky. Kind of down. And there's the also corner. like a skeleton in the corner. And then, and then there's there's one. Not skeleton. Um, Is it a skeleton? Well, it's like it's a burned. It's body. like an incinerated impression. Yeah, you know, that's right. right. <clears throat> onto the wall. And so Natalie Portman is there and she's like, okay, she walks into this environment. It's like really visually stunning. Like it's, It's, yeah, it's like a nightmarish minimalist. Again, evoking feelings of being scary. It's great. It's great. It's really, I'm, I'm not, it's, it's eerie. Yeah. It's definitely got an eerie kind of feeling to it. And the whole while, you're right. To your point, you're like, what's going to come out of that hole? Yeah. Right? Like, something's going to ha- Like, what happened here? Mm. So what she does is she puts... There's... Oh, and there's a video camera aimed yeah. right at the kind of incinerated body. Mm-hmm. And so what she does is she goes to the camera and watches the camera. And it's her husband. Yeah, and he... So he's there and he's, he gives a little speech. And he's like, I'm I just skipping yeah, over he's it. He's like, I'm sorry. I don't know what's happening. And then... Uh, he... He Oof. takes a phosphorus grenade and blows himself up. Just incinerates Not himself. Not even, even blow him. He like burns it himself just burns. alive. Yeah, it's it totally like burned. a visceral scene. You're like, oh God, this guy is just, but then, but then things ramp up 
even more. Yeah, this is when the movie, like, I, I was on board with the movie for the most part. And then I got here and I was like, what is, what is <laughs> happening? Exactly. I, I got, the, the end is what, the end is the whole movie. The end is the whole movie. And here's, here's. But you have to set all of that up to get there. And here's the thing is like, I genuinely appreciate it. It's just not for me. It's just not my, like, but I can, I understand why this, and like, this is what I want to talk about later in the episode is like, why mm -hmm. this isn't important for the industry as a whole, but we'll get sure. there. Let's talk about the movie first. So she watches the video and then her husband blows himself up. But then well, while the he's incinerating, while he's incinerating, oh, yeah. there's, we find out who's on the camera filming the whole thing. Yeah. And it's also her husband. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Sinking kind of feeling. She's like, what? And then... But this husband that's filming is very kind of robotic, if I remember right. But that's the thing. Like, And, well, we don't know. There's still a question sure. as to which husband is the real husband at this point. It's all unknown. It's, it's really well yeah, done. Like it's really great. It's guys. really nice. I'm getting kind of excited. It's a, It's fun. Then I believe she hears the noise or whatever because Jennifer Jason Lee is down in the hole. Yeah. Oh, well, we skipped over some Jennifer, stuff. But that, that's why I wanted to say that Jennifer Jason yeah. Lee had separated from the group because she is in the hole. She's in the hole. Yeah. So they go down to this hole. By the way, there's some allusions to the hole also in the video, but whatever. That's what I said we skipped over. Mm. Um, so she goes down into the hole and there is Jennifer Jason Lee. And I kind of forget exactly how everything happens, but she gets like she's there and she's like uh, the thing, like the the life force or whatever yeah. that is the, the shimmer yeah. um, is down there and then kind of takes her over, like makes her... Yeah, basically like sucks her into its thing. Right, yeah. Like she she basically... I'm, gosh, I kind of forget, but she dies for sure. She's like dead. she 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 gets sucked in or she gets um She's been like drawn... Infected. She's been like drawn to this thing the whole movie. Yeah. And she's been kind of more... Like, like Gollum to the ring. And she has yeah. been drawn to it more so than the other women. That right. Although at this point everyone has died. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and via yeah, bear or yeah. via turning into a plant. I guess that's not death, but whatever. Oh man, I'm just trying to remember exactly the sequence because it's been uh you know at least a, a week before. It's since been I about it. two months since I've seen it. <laughs> but but the thing is, so she gets consumed by it, and then there's a confrontation between Natalie Portman's character and, and the life force, the life force shimmer thing. And that scene is visually amazing. It's just like making these like crazy noises. That's the, like the whole thing. It's just, just like, and you're like, what is happening? And I'm like, oh, what's going on? Oh, man. So it's okay. It's so good. Like there's this thing where she's just like peering into this kind of like inflame like it's like flames almost right it's but like it's a, very trippy at the same time yeah it's it looks like like if you made a tinfoil balloon and then just like start it just started turning inside out into like a fourth dimension right it it's sort of like, like sucking it, into itself it kind of like recoils on itself but it, mm -hmm. it it's a really interesting it's supposed to just be like completely like beyond our comprehension it's supposed to be very hp lovecraft-esque very like exactly. beyond uh like our like and like up to this point i'm like this is a very H.P. Lovecraft movie. One of my favorite authors. I really enjoy this. I really like knowing the unknown. But here's where it falls apart for me. Th then it turns into like this like silver person. The, yeah. The then it, then it takes on, but then it <clears throat> takes on kind of a human form. And then they start copying each other. And it mimics what she's doing. 
Right. And there's what... like this weird dance they start doing basically. It's like a fight yeah. and they're literally like perfectly mimicking and then but it, it seems to have reacted to her in more ways than just mimicking her. And okay, okay. Yeah. I'm still kind of like this is really interesting how is this going to go down. Clearly at the end what I took away from this is that the alien substance thing has taken over both her and her husband and has basically created duplicates of them and has killed them and then has left the shimmer at the end of the movie and at the end they're like they're interviewing Natalie Portman and she's kind of like in this like white jumpsuit supposed to be kind of like an insane insane asylum thing and they're like what do you like and then I it's something to do with the water or something but it's she's not who you think she is she's actually the alien and so was the husband that came out at the beginning of the movie was also actually the alien. And you're smiling because I don't. I think that you're thinking that's supposed to be ambiguous. No. I just had a totally different take. Yeah, okay. Well, let's see. This is interesting. This is the mark of a very interesting and movie. That, because... That's why it demands to be discussed. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, where do I want to... Have you I... seen... Uh, okay. I'm going on a little bit of a divergence from, is... from this movie. Have you read or watched Life of Pi? Yeah, I saw Life of Pi. I didn't read it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So the, at the end of Life of Pi, I can't remember that movie. I it's actually, okay. I didn't like it. Uh, Life of the book is one of my favorite books of all time. It okay. is a fantastic book. The movie tried hard. Uh, I'll give them that, but they did not succeed in conveying the the message of the book very well. But at the end of this book, you know, this this whole book is talking about this boy living on a raft with, raft. These, yeah, with yeah. these animals and how they, you know, they eventually kill each other. At the end of the movie. The people are like, no way, this, this didn't happen. They're like, there's a newspaper report. And he's like, okay, well, then I'll tell you the real story. I was the tiger and the ape was the cook. And this was my, mo- and the, and the hyena was, oh, I think the captain of the boat. And this, mm-hmm. uh, the other one was my mother. Like, and then when you, that's how, and, the, and book's over. And everyone's like, wait a minute. The entire book was just his way of coping with it was imagining these animals. Sure. But I took away, but some people take away from it that the animals were just it. And that this is the only way he can explain it to people. So they believe him. And so I think that this movie is the same way in that what you're taking away from it is maybe not what everyone else is taking away from it. All right. That was I know a that, weird, was like that was a, a weird, circuitous way to get there, but I got it. Yeah, and I'm I, sorry. I it was like a really quick life okay. of pie it's all right. explanation. But. Uh, I still want to... I still want to litigate a little bit what, what happens. Yeah, so yeah let's, go ahead. Go we, ahead. We I'm pick, sorry. We picked up our last... Um, uh, with the... with. Uh, our scene was with the anthropomorphized shimmer the silver thing who was mimicking Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman tried to escape. Oh, and it sort of like wait a minute. crushed her up. There was a thing we kind of skipped over, which made, I, it doesn't really matter. Basically, she throws a grenade into the like sucky hole and then the sucky hole like dies. But then like this like weird silver surfer person is like birthed out of the wall. And, oh, then well, it's, and then it starts mimicking her. That's yeah. That's what happens. So basically, yeah, she kind of she runs and tries to kill it and then kill does that it thing because there's a weird silver person inside. Does it. and then they do this kind of weird dance with this shimmery silver surfer dude. It goes on uh, for so long. But it. But that. Oh moment, my god! That, it's like twenty minutes. But that no, it's not that long. Dude, but that that it's moment. Like I mean, the whole lighthouse scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, that's what I mean. Yeah, the lighthouse scene. But that's the pay. That's the payoff. And, but and okay, for those twenty minutes, all you're hearing is, <laughs> just like God, yeah, which is fine. But it's. I mean, all right, so fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, maybe so they're that's doing the dance. Weird. 
And then eventually she's figuring it out that it's it's mimicking her and it's only responding to her the way that she is acting towards it. Yeah. Right. And she moves away from it in any way. It seems to kind of ignore it. it, it it's, it's really hard to explain the way. Exactly. But you, you just see it. And I think there's a lot of interpretation that goes into what's going on there. But here's the way I guess that I was seeing it. Right. Is that the shimmer itself is this alien life form subject to its own rules, right? Its own laws of physics and biology and everything else. It And it is a self-replicating system. It's one organism. It, it is an organism. And in fact, I don't want to, sp- I don't want to bury the, the big, my big finale, but I just kept thinking the whole time there are clues to this. And I'm, I'm almost certain this is the way that the book is meant to the, be interpreted. The book is, me- or, or the idea, which is really that, that's why I think that this is a really effective um, execution of putting like this kind of theory into a visual and creative form, which is basically systems theory, right? You're going to have to explain that. I'm going to get there in a second, (laughs) but I, I just, so Ben is closing his eyes. He's rubbing his temples. He's got both his hands on the desk. (laughs) I'm bracing myself. He's ready to go. Cause I just, I don't know where to, I don't know where to start here, but I want to like talk a little bit about your understanding of the end and my understanding of the end first okay. before I get into like the, oh let me just explain this thing systems here. theory <laughs> right well, push up your theory. glasses <laughs> um, so Portman finally has this sort of moment after the the Silver Surfer guy knocks her down and stuff where she understands like she can have this moment but then what she does is she they both grasp a phosphorus grenade yeah and then. She kind of there's this tense moment, and she pulls the pin and then runs away, and the thing is left holding it. So then it blows up, and he starts to burn. Right, the shimmer starts to burn. Okay, and then eventually the whole lighthouse goes up in flames, and everything is lost. Well, well, we're we're led to believe, right? Um, And so then that's what that's when it cuts back into her in the white gown. And they're kind of giving her this debrief of like, what do you remember? What do you do? She's like, I don't know. This is like, this is the only things I remember. I've just told you my whole story, blah, blah, blah. And she, oh, okay. (laughs) So that's uh, my theory is, it's not even a theory. That's her. That's Natalie Portman. That is Natalie Portman. As a human being. Then after she's released from her white gown room, she goes to visit her husband. Yeah. The husband who visited her who also is in a white gown and all that stuff. But then she's looking at her husband in the final scene. And she's like, you're not him, are you? You know? And the guy says nothing. But then if you, I think there's a close-up of his eyes and his eyes are like gray. And then he hugs her. And then the final scene is a close-up of Natalie Portman's face. And her eyes begin to change to gray. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're both... Aliens. Not that they're both aliens. No, see? (laughs) But see, you you got something different. Interesting. But they're not not self-contained, right? That that system, the shimmer, right, was simply trying to understand how these other systems operated. So what it did is it sort of set up shop in the lighthouse. And then everything that it encountered, it just, it sort of preyed on their weaknesses, right? Whether it was, like you said, uh, um, 
you know, Gollum to the ring, kind of like, I want to, you know, you're, you're seeking too much knowledge or whatever. All of the, and all, it of the women, them. all of the women in the movie had some sort of clear weakness. Um, you know, Natalie Portman exactly. was her husband. And it, also the women that she went in, it didn't know that the man that came out was her husband. They were unaware. So they exactly. were all like in there like, I'm ready to die. And then she's like, well, I don't really want to die because my husband's out there and I cut line. I would like to yeah. see him. And then um, the the doctor had cancer. So she's like, screw it. I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to take this thing on. Like, I got this. Don't worry, guys. And then the botanist was just like very conflicted with her role as a like military person and a botanist and kind of decided to become one with the earth. And uh, I don't remember the other girl, the girl that was really into shooting. Yeah, I can't remember either. <laughs> she was, yeah. Well, was she killed by the bear? I think she was the one that was killed by the yeah, bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the bear, that was the one that ripped her jaw off. Oh, yeah. The bear got her because she had tied up Natalie Portman and everybody else. And she's like, oh, you guys are only here. Like, you know each other. There's something else going on, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So that's all a lot of character development we, we missed. But here, so, okay. Okay, so give me give me your systems theory, right? So here, here's the whole thing. There are clues to this uh, along the way. Uh, Maturana and Varela, some Chilean biologists and philosophers, developed systems systems theory, right, Um, to describe uh, basically how a cell operates. Systems theory is basically that within a system, a system operates according to its own logic, and but it's also self-replicating in that it can replicate itself and reproduce over time. And in fact, there's this whole thing in the movie where they keep showing a cell, literally, Mm. splitting, and then it splits again and splits again, which is the basis for all life, right? That's what's going on within the shimmer. The shimmer is that it's a system of in in and of itself that our systems, the systems that we understand humans, cannot understand. That's why everything they say is refracted through there, Mm. through the shimmer. So like- time is different because that as a system has different rules within the shimmer. Uh, biology as a system has different rules within the shimmer. It's refracted in certain ways. So it's it, it appears um, obstructed or something like that. Uh, so the unknown is exactly that, that the shimmer is a system that we're trying to figure out how it operates, what its internal logic is. That's embodied by the flaming eyeball and the silver man yeah. and everything else because that appears to be the essence of whatever the system is. And so, but the beautiful thing about it, the sci-fi thing is that this alien life form, which again is able to establish its own ecosystem, encounters another system. And in systems theory, here's what happens. You get symbiosis, right? The systems interact with one another and change one another through their interaction. And so that's why you can- That's how evolution happens. Exactly. You can get mutations. You can get these other sorts of things that become then a part of the system. They retain their own qualities to a certain degree, but they're also changed and create something new in when they synthesize. Interesting. Right? So the final scene, that's why it's so brilliant <laughs> because it's her husband, the replicant- husband, right? That's basically what he is. He's the he's the uh replicated version of the husband. I they think are, the husband are... actually blew himself up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And so then when he hugs her by making contact, 
the systems interact one once again. He's spreading the the disease. He's and spreading can he's spreading the cancer. It's not even cancer. It's just it. Well, yeah, sure. Right. But like okay, the way cancer cells work. And <laughs> it, I don't. I haven't read the other the series, but I'm guessing the book the books are a trilogy. Mm. So I'm guessing that's where it picks up. Now that the thing is outside the shimmer and it's become part of our system, how is that passed along to other people? What sure. what happens? Like that actually makes me very interested in potentially reading the, the yeah. trilogy as well. Um, I don't think they will ever make another movie of this. Oh, I don't Hollywood. think so either because I bet it failed. Um, like, I don't know how well it did, but I do know that outside of the United States, it was just released on Netflix. Oh, okay. I think it was kind of like an early like... Hey, we're going to like, it's kind of, it was a Netflix, I believe it was a Netflix produced movie. I should, I should look, I should know that. Okay. But, um, yeah. So like everywhere outside the, of the United States, it was released the day that it came out on in theaters here, it was released on Netflix in Norway or in, you know, wherever else. Okay. Shout out to Norway. Interesting. What up guys? <laughs> Shout out, yeah. My fa- our favorite audience members, the Norwegians. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I. What I want to talk about too about this movie a little bit is just what it impl- implies for Hollywood as a whole, because I think that this is not a movie that follows a formula that Hollywood would normally go with. Right. I think that it represents them taking a chance, um, sure. whether it succeeded or failed. It was not a huge success, and unless you're a huge success, Hollywood is not going to adopt your y- this new thing. And Hollywood is kind of the they're so closed off, right? They're so. I, I can appreciate this movie for the reason for that reason in that it's it's pushing the boundaries of what is normal in a movie that is being released to people in theaters. It's not like some weird underground indie flick. This is a movie starring Natalie freaking Portman, you know, like and Oscar Isaac, uh, you know, the Star Wars duo. <laughs> See, and actually, that's why I think that. So, in the grand scheme of like trippy movies or sci-fi movies or whatever, however you yeah. want to say it. Like, it evokes a sense of like those it, movies you were getting in the 70s. Like those weird sci-fi movies you were getting in the 70s. More kind of interesting experimental movies, uh, indie movies from the 90s, uh, even in the 80s as well. Like some really interesting movies where you get like really kind of trippy visual stuff mm-hmm. that's happening yeah. or the the limits of the, the conscious mind or the subconscious mind. I'm thinking of like, or even like the kind of... Um, psychedelic western which is actually a french film yeah uh blueberry is i think is what it was called it, it made 41 it made 43.1 million what US. was the product does it say what it's oh, uh, i'll look that budget up. was because so if it made 41 million that's not a lot 43 it cost 43 no no oh, okay uh, it made 43 million you keep talking i'll figure this out all right <laughs> so anyways <laughs> I think it fits in in that line of movies like Altered States, um, uh, The Serpent and the Rainbow. Um, I mentioned, uh, what was the other one? Oh, Blueberry, uh, I mentioned mm-hmm. yeah. before. So these, these kind of interesting movies, but what this movie had that those didn't, to, well, for the most part, is that it, yeah, I think it was like safer. It still had those Hollywood beats. It still had the crocodile coming out. I mean, out. it did. It had a bear that talked. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those kind of things, Altered States didn't. Those are much more, like those movies were heavier on the cerebral. Sure. And less, although there's certainly some action and some action that looks kind of weird now um, looking back on it, but you're still left with an impression like what happened there? Like See, what this, was This happening? gave me like a weird feeling of like, and I don't think that this is like a, I mean like it's a kind of a classic, but I don't think it's a good movie, but like Logan's Run, right? Like a weird, sure, like, sure. it's just like taking something that we're not used to or like, 
I mean, when Alien came out, that's not something that we were used to seeing. We were not used to seeing like horror. F- when did Alien come out? Like seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah. I mean, First even even Star Wars. Like these are movies that were taking risks and pushing boundaries. And like maybe Star Wars is not the best example because that is the most classic. That is the most it's, classic hero's journey you can yeah, get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in terms of like you're looking at these other movies and and you're, I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show is kind of like another one where it's like this is a weird movie. Like and that look at that came out in like seventy. Yeah, but does I mean? Yeah, I'm not talking. I, about I wouldn't. Like, yeah, I'm not talking about sci-fi. But I'm talking about pushing the boundaries of like what is normal in a in a movie. Yeah, and like yeah. what what but, but what is, is to be expected from Hollywood? Like what movies are to be expected? I could tell you the next ten movies that could come out. If I watch a trailer, I could probably tell you what like the beginning, middle, and end is, and what beats are going to hit. Yeah, potentially. Um, I mean, unless it's like I, meant to be like a twist, and this movie did not was not meant to be a twist, and it was not meant to be. I think it was advertised as a as a, a, a scary movie. I really do. Like, if you watch the trailers to this movie, it's, it's kind of like it's, a sci-fi horror. Yeah, they're, movie they're advertising suspense, it as like yeah. al- like an alien movie. Yeah, and that's I think that's what it was. I mean, it's firmly within the science fiction, mm-hmm. oh, uh, easily, you know, genre. Um, but it's it's it was interesting. I I actually really I really enjoyed it. I think I was I think it was like, but I have to say that my my take the whole time was like. This is just a. This is boring. You know where is this it going? Is slow. It's slow. It, it wasn't really. But it, but at the same time, it was. It kept my interest, which is an they interesting tension. Kernel. Which is an interesting tension that I had when I like just the experience of watching it. Is I felt like, okay, all right, this is boring. Okay, cutting a guy open. All right, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> you know, it kept. And I was like, all right, but what is going on? And then the payoff was like much better than I could have expected because it wasn't super obvious and by the time i was thinking like okay i was sort of seeing this as like a system when i was looking at it through the lens of systems theory maturana and varela um and what was the um i i texted you like something right yeah you did i didn't know yes 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 autopoiesis or autopoiesis or whatever yeah i I just which is like no idea what you're saying (laughs) and and that's what the self-replicating Properties of systems okay. are so autopoiesis or I autopoiesis. I really thought that it was a just a really bad autocorrect. No, no, no. <laughs> it's actually a word, uh, and it's part of it. So autopoiesis and um, uh, uh, and symbiosis. Yeah, like those two things is kind of ex- when I was looking at the movie through those two lenses, I felt like man, I, I like kind of smiled and like yeah, this movie has to be talked about. So the movie made forty three point one million. So right on budget, and it cost forty million. Okay, yeah. So, so right on, right on budget, three point one million. That is nowhere close to making Hollywood change its mind about weird, es- esoteric, out there sci fi movies. Sure, sure. That's actually not. I mean, it's not a loss. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a big it's success not. either, though. Um, but I, I do think that Annihilation, where it lost me, was in the. You've got this weird. Again, unknowable Cthulhu force that is, I mean, I didn't look like Cthulhu, but like that's kind of the point of Cthulhu if you've ever read, you know, uh, whatever, any of any of H.P. Lovecraft's books. But <laughs> um, you kind of get this thing and then they mm-hmm. blow it up and then you get this new silver surfer person. And then it's kind of like, again, it's this unknowable thing, but it's it, it, something about it feels familiar because it looks human. And that was where this weird uncomfortableness comes from from the movie. But then it just kind of... The next scene, and I like movies that leave you like wondering what happened at the end. You know, you can kind of sure. take away your own thing. And I did like that about the movie. I, I did like that about the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the problem comes in that 
I think it's wanting you to take away something that maybe not everyone's going to take away. And I think it's also, it's not, it doesn't need to be explained more, but I don't think that it was, it was executed in a way that made it interesting. I think it was, I think it was pretty slow and boring throughout it. And I think that the ending of it, while not answering questions when that's fine. And by just honestly, just bringing up more questions, I think it also just created this kind of, in the end, I felt like a grotesque and unnecessarily stressful movie that did not leave me feeling satisfied in any way. And that's where I personally did not like it. I Again, I understand why this movie may be liked by some people, and I think that maybe your general Marvel audience is not going to like this movie, but um, I, I kind of feel like I fall somewhere in between there, and for whatever reason, it didn't resonate with me perfectly. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that, because, um, again, when I was talking with Paul um, Marshall about this, he was... He's basically saying that that's actually one of the things that he really liked about it is that, that it doesn't it, resonate with you, that there's no it. resolution really. Sure. I like right? that about movies. I do like that. And 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 not only that, but it 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 just I think if you can you know like if you if you go into the movie um, expecting resolution, you you may not get it right. Mm-hmm. But if you can embrace that uncertainty, which is like you know not all those questions are going to be answered for you, but that's where kind of good sci-fi it you know lies that's what it does that's right? why it, hp lovecraft is so good it it sort of leaves you with a sense of wonderment and illusion or something but it also causes you to reflect on your own life your own world your own everything else um so yeah your own system right that's the, i think that's, that's kind the, of where it failed me a little bit as i was not reflecting instead i was thinking about the like, just like the mundaneness about, and yeah. the well and the confusedness is okay but i, I mm-hmm. again I think that is it is I don't mind being confused when it makes me think about things, but when I'm confused and I'm not really thinking about things, I'm just kind of more uh, uh, left with a sour taste in my mouth. It kind of disgusted a little bit and not in a bad way. I I think this movie is disgusting in a good way, if that makes sense. Um, And I think there's like a lot, a lot, a lot of redeeming qualities about this movie. But I think that in the end, the the finale just didn't hit it the way that I wanted it to. If I'm going to, have this ambiguous, interesting ending. I want to self-reflect. I want to think about it, and I want to, you know, draw my own conclusions. But instead, although maybe I have drawn my own conclusions, and unfairly so, because we've talked about how we took away different things from this movie, mm-hmm. I think that regardless of that, the way the what I took away from it when I initially watched it was was this kind of I'm confused. That's okay, but I don't feel satisfied. I want to, sure and resolution. And satisfaction, you know, are hand in hand, but I don't think that they all uh, that they are, you know, they have to be together. Um, you know, I, you want to be comfort. You want to be comfortable in your uncertainty. Yeah, and I wasn't. I was just kind you of wanna, like, Ugh, which that is movie that, was stressful, and I. And actually, mm. that to your point, that's actually one of the things that I I thought that this one did very well in mm-hmm. in maybe a similar way that like the first Alien did relatively well is mm-hmm. that. There's this kind of unsettling nature about the whole thing, you know. It's like yeah. space horror or whatever. Sure. And this the one, unknowable. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's unknowable, but it also it's just unsettling, right? The whole in movie. a certain way. In the same way with Annihilation, like there are just certain things that are, like I actually thought the talking the bear was awesome, but then just like the scene of like cutting the guy open and mm-hmm. seeing the, like the, yeah. his insides, like that's an unsettling scene and it sets the tone for a little bit later. And I don't know that there's. There's really that's probably the most grotesque scene in I mean, a certain way. It shows way. everything. It shows them like putting the knife in and slicing his stomach. Exactly. It's it was a, hard to watch. It is. Um but 
the end is unsettling in its own way. A very different way, for sure. In a very different way, but also, like, in some ways just as effective because it sticks well, and with you. And that's where I think it, 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 it isn't as effective. At the end of, at the end of, um, at, uh, in the Mountain of Madness or at the end of The Call of Cthulhu, you're questioning your reality. You're questioning yourself. At the end of this movie, you're not questioning your reality or yourself. You're just questioning the movie. And are you questioning the movie or are you questioning the shimmer? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think that that's where I think like like the shimmer is the source of uncertainty, right? Like that's the that's the antagonist in, yeah, 100%, in the whole thing. Yes, and and I think that's the unsettling thing, though, which is really nice about it for me is that it's like like you know because the shimmer was the thing that was inside the guy when they opened him up right the shimmer was everything the shimmer was every it was the entire system it was that entire ecosystem it was that that thing which was a combination of all sorts of other different systems like biology and psychology and spirituality and everything right it was a con- it was like conscious nature mm-hmm. right yeah. um and i i don't know i th- i think that was cool because like the other thing is just what's great about it is we describe the the inside of the lighthouse, like those scenes, like those visuals are gonna you're like you can recall those right because they stick with you yeah, right. Yeah. There's something very minimalist and yet this movie like, does stick with you. All yeah, that. like it's 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 good. Uh, I mean, we're going to go to emerging culture here in a second, but before yeah. we do that, I just wanted to say that uh, talking to you about this movie, I do really want to rewatch it, and sure, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it more but i think you have changed my perspective on it a little bit maybe you've given oh, me good. the hug with the gray eyes <laughs> that's yes the gray-eyed hug yes yeah. yeah it's interesting i mean that that's well good i mean that's kind of the point of this podcast talk well it's also <laughs> the point of just talking about movies in general right that you you kind of get someone else's take on it and see what they what they thought about it or you get a good recommendation i would say that i went into this went into this podcast saying how much i disliked this movie and i've come out saying I think you maybe should go watch this movie and think about it some more. I think it deserves to be seen. Yeah, for sure. I do. I do too. Regardless of if it's enjoyable or not. But maybe. let's let's jump into some emerging culture really quick. Let's do it, and then we'll come back. We'll do it. And we're back. So uh, it's, it's kind of hard to like, there's no sequel to this movie. <laughs> no, that's true. That we know of yet. I, I doubt there will be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I doubt it. I really do. Um, although Hollywood is really running out of ideas, so maybe they'll... Maybe or, they'll... or Netflix or if any, you know, yeah, if somebody sure. else wanted to pick I'd it up. I'd be surprised. But, fine. So we looked up uh, Alex Garland. He was kind of, he was the writer and the director of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also wrote and directed Ex Machina. It all makes sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. Ex I mean, Machina, a better movie than this movie. Well... Yeah, but but like that movie makes him, you question things and really makes you question things. Ex Machina is excellent. Ex, we should do another episode. We should do an episode on Alex Garland and his two movies, we, Annihilation and Ex Machina. Yeah, we probably should have. <laughs> we probably should have just combined them because we probably should have. We probably should have done some more research. But, but that's the kind of quality. <laughs> but man, I, you know, I was just thinking about this a little bit when I found out that he did Ex Machina as well. You know, the whole the, the scenes that really stick with you and like basically in Ex Machina are the confrontation like between the glass, yeah, you know, yeah. between the artificial and intelligence the, and the the human. If you haven't seen that movie. And very similar actually, a lot of ways. That's what I mean, like but but the glass between the two is mm-hmm. the shimmer. Sure. And then it's just a matter of like figuring them out, right? The mm-hmm. kind of Turing test of like 
I'm going to try and figure out what you are and if you are human or if you're not human. Yeah. Ex Machina is great. I think um, I do. I think Ex Machina is a better movie. If you're going to uh, yeah, go between the two yeah. of them, if for some for whatever dumb reason you listen to this episode without listening without watching uh, Annihilation. Uh, one, that's fine. Thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> and two, I would recommend Ex Machina over Annihilation. Yeah. I think that it draws in more questions and it is executed in a better way. Um, well, and, and Also, Oscar Isaac is just a great actor regardless. But here's the other thing that I'll say. The only, the only thing about Ex Machina that holds it back from where Annihilation did not go, mm-hmm. and it makes sense that he went from Ex Machina to Annihilation. Yeah, the natural evolution of things. Literally nature, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. you've got... Um, just artificial intelligence and, and the machine, right? And then you take it over into like biology mm-hmm. and DNA and spirituality and sure. intention and psychology and make mix all those systems together and it becomes this other thing. Well, and I think that that is, again, where Annihilation lost. It's like a little bit too much. Like they're trying to throw too many ideas at you in one movie and it becomes muddled. There's no central theme or message. It's kind of, because we were even arguing, arguing about this at the beginning of the episode. Is it horror? Is it you know, suspense, is it sci-fi? I mean, it is all of them, but they all become a little bit muddled and a little bit underplayed because of that. I think it's trying to convey too many ideas too quickly. We got to get Alex Garland on. Yeah, we should talk to him. And if not Alex Garland, we got to get Natalie Portman. Alex, we'll call you up. Natalie, talk to my people. (laughs) My people is Ben. Uh, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Alex Garland, uh, writing... Uh, that the, the new Halo movie oh, coming yeah, out. Yeah, that, that was Emergent Culture. We, yeah. we buried that one. Yeah, we really did. But yeah, so he's Halo, like like the video game, like the like yeah. super like like oh like oh man, Halo is like a lot of people's childhood. But what's interesting is because there will be elements of the Halo thing of like other species and artificial intelligences sure, and yeah. these kind of things, right? Um, but Halo is very like. Shooting aliens because we're America or the Earth. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the game, but the story itself does have those other yeah, elements of exploration sure. and um, you know destruction. Some of the best music in a video game. You know, ever. and the the swarm, right? The sure, swarm was the the, the zombies. Thing. They were well, they were in the third game. Yeah, I the flood. The flood. Yeah. Yes, the flood. So, anyways, uh, yeah, this has been fun. Actually, this has I, been I a like, really fun episode. Yeah. I like doing deep dives like this. We might um, do another one like this soon. Uh, maybe with Ex Machina even. Although you guys, we don't want to burn you guys out on Alex Garland, so maybe we'll do Ex Machina a couple months later. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this has been fun. Again, you've kind of changed my opinion a little bit, and I think that that is an important thing. And it's it's great, man. I keep thinking about the movie. Like I I would love to keep talking (laughs) talking about the movie. Yeah, we could. But uh, we got to keep you. You know, you guys got places to be, people to talk to. That's right. So, anyways, uh, but if you do want to uh, support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon. You can yeah. pledge your support and join in that community and get access to all sorts of bonus content. We talked about Thanksgiving on this bonus content. That's right. Yeah. Can, we can also, t- we can also, you can also, who we, you, you can also follow us on social media at uh, Residual Culture Podcast. Uh, you can, you know, you know, just search Residual Culture. You know, we're mostly on Facebook. Uh, I've been, you know, putting up some pictures on the Instagram. There's some pretty good ones there. Uh, you can also email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. That's right. And our song today, as always, is Finder by People With Bodies. I've been Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbach. Get into it. Autumn is-